It's now time for Altamont Indians basketball on 100.5 and 105.5 Jack FM. Well, it's a good evening to you, everyone, and welcome in to tonight's contest between the Altamont Indians and the Cumberland Pirates. Special little broadcast here this evening alongside Dominic Daters. My name is Travis Sparks, and we'll be here calling all the action and a little simulcast action as we are on both 100.5, 105.5, Jack FM, also over on WCRA 1090 AM and 99.5 and 107.7 FM. As both uh, of these teams we cover here for Cromwell, so we're going to do a little uh, simulcast action. We appreciate Derek and Sam back at the studios for helping uh, control the radio dials on uh, two uh, stations over there for tonight as we test out uh, this new uh, simulcast. As uh, Cumberland uh, comes into tonight's contest, they already got three games in, Dominic, as they were 1-2 and two coming in, and Altamont is 0-1 after falling in their first game on a Tuesday against Morton, and more on that here in a second. But uh, the uh, Cumberland Pirates, like I said, they finished in fourth place in the Cumberland Thanksgiving tournament on the opening night. They uh, won against Marshall 66-30. Uh, Gavin Hendricks led the way there on that night. Double-double action, 22 points, 11 rebounds. Jackson Bolt, he had 12 points. Uh, Trevor McGee, he had 10 points. And then on uh, on Friday night, it was uh, Cumberland falling to North Clay. as They got through a good start. Pirates actually led by two, 14-12. Then a 13-4 run in the second quarter by North Clay kind of doomed the Pirates as North Clay took the lead at that point, 25-18. North Clay also had a solid third quarter there in that one. But, hey, the Pirates never went away. They kept that one close. It was only 57-50. And then that split the Pirates into the third-place game on a Saturday, and they fell to Dietrich, 49-46. Close game throughout as Dietrich had the lead by 119-18 after one quarter, and then Cumberland actually led at the half, a good second quarter, 27-23. But then Dietrich outscored them 16-7 into the third quarter, and that's really what sunk the Pirates, and Dietrich got the lead there. Obviously, Cumberland never went away with only a three-point loss, but here is Cumberland coming in to Altamont tonight. You can feel the energy in the building as it's opening night last night for the Lady Indians, and it's the opening night for the boys. Here, and it's a homecoming game as well as we had some homecoming ceremonies before both teams warmed up. And you can feel that the energy is just a little bit different tonight. A little NTC swing that the Cumberland Pirates are on as uh, they face North Clay, they face Dietrich, and now they're facing Altamont here. Three games in a row with National Trail Conference teams. And I'm super excited to see how well the Pirates are going to bring to the table here. Uh, one and two on the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what Cumberland brings to the table here tonight. And like I said, you can feel the energy. Uh, the Alabama fans have definitely uh, definitely come out tonight to support the, the boys' team and here on the homecoming night as well. But I'm excited for this game, Travis. I'm excited to see what Cumberland's got. You know, I covered uh, Cumberland last year, and uh, they, went, they went about 500 last year. So hopefully they can do uh, better than that this year. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what they, they bring tonight. I'm also excited to see what the Alabama uh, brings tonight. You know, they're, they're 0-1, but their one loss was the Three eighteen Morton. Uh, so uh, I'm, you know, I'm excited to uh, to see what uh, they they could bring tonight as uh, as well. And like I said, Cumberland's on a little bit of a NTC uh, uh, 
well, playing playing those games, you know, maybe instead of a NTC, CIC shootout, they should have a NTC, Lincoln Prairie shootout. Yeah, you know? there you go. Something like that. So, anyway, it's just, just a thought. But, anyway, uh, cheerleader ground the floor, getting the Audemont fans uh, revved up, ready to go uh, for a game. Uh, game starts here. But uh, I, I think it'll be a good one, Travis. Yeah, I, I do too. As uh, Altamont looking to bounce back after uh, losing last Tuesday, like I said, to 3A school. Morton as uh, that one was by a final of 64 to 53. That game on uh, last Tuesday started out great for the Indians as they came out uh, firing on all cylinders. 11-0 run that they came out there in the first quarter, but unfortunately, uh, the Potters started to uh, figure them out and they called a timeout to kind of settle themselves down. They got it within six. It was 16 to 10 after the first quarter. Then a reversal of fortunes that Altamont was forcing a lot of turnovers in the first quarter. But then it was Morton forcing the turnovers, and it just seemed like Morton adjusted to what Altamont wanted to do because of the unfamiliarity with the two teams. It seemed like Morton just kind of adjusted their game and started to play their style of basketball, of course, outsized, I should say, for the Altamont Indians. Rebounding it wasn't in the advantage of Morton, and I think. Uh, rebounding, I would almost, on paper, give it slightly to a Cumberland because you look at the size of Gavin Hendricks down there. You also uh, worry about the size of a Jackson Bolt. Those are about the two low-post players that I'm worried about. 6'6", senior for Gavin Hendricks, and a 6'6", senior for Jackson Bolt as well. So those are going to be two guys that Altamont's going to have to contend with here tonight, whereas Altamont's throwing in the post. Eric Coleman has looked by the senior and uh, last time out uh, that uh, you have a couple of players that came off the bench in uh, Kata Miller, the 6'4 senior, and also uh, Kynan Earhart, the 6'4 senior. But it was Logan Cornett who got the start at the fourth spot against Morton. So we'll see what Altamont comes with with the starting lineup here this evening. So it's definitely going to be one of the big stories of the game is just how Altamont defends Hendrick and Bolt in the post because uh, those are – uh, the two tallest players in, in the post for Cumberland. Yeah, those are the two tallest, tallest players in the post for Cumberland. We'll see how how they how they uh, how Altamont defends that. Like you said, they got uh, Eric Coleman at six five. I've seen a couple other guys look like at six four. Uh, I know Cumberland has a couple other guys at uh, six four, six five as well. So um, I'm sure there'll be a, a lot of uh, movement down there in the post with a lot of uh, a, lot, a lot of taller guys. Should be, it might be kind of kind of rough down there tonight, but you know that's, that's the way it is. You know when you're playing playing down there in the post, you're always you know fighting to get that shot, fighting to get the rebound, getting the ball away from the other guy. And uh, we'll, we'll see how uh, we'll see how Altamont defends that. We'll see how Cumberland Cumberland defends that. And uh, I'm just like I said, I'm just looking forward to a, to a great great ball game. Altamont's uh, boys home opener it should be a lot of fun. Uh, it's also a homecoming here in Altamont as well. And uh, the one thing that Altamont has done this season, or at least in uh, the first game, and what Coach Neberge uh, told us in the preseason and catching up with him, as they, he talked about uh, how deep this team is from top to bottom, one through ten. That will throw a lot of guys out at uh, Cumberland here this evening, a lot of guys in the rotation, and what gives uh, Coach Neberge a lot of uh, promise for the season is that there's no real job drop-off from the starters to the bench players as well. All the players that played in the JB unit from the last year's squad, they're jumping up to the varsity level, and they had some good summers and are making a good transition 
here at the varsity level. And uh, so we'll see how they continue and uh, grow in only the second game here of the season. Got some other matchups that we're looking out for uh, across the area this evening. Of course, we got one eye on uh, Louisville as that's a big matchup between uh, St. Anthony and North Clay in the NCC. Of course, you got Arcola in action. You got Arthur Lovington out with Hammond on the side of the Lincoln Prairie. And I see the uh, flag coming down here at center circle for uh, Altamont. So we're going to step away here for the uh, National Anthem. And we'll be back for the uh, starting lineup here as well. And, of course, the National Anthem is brought to you by Teamly Insurance Agency. And we'll be back in a few moments with the starting lineup and tip-off of this game. You're listening to High School Boys Basketball here on the Cromwell Sports Network. Listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here on the Cromwell Sports Network, and we're about ready to get this game started between uh, Cumberland and Altamont. First, see the starting lineups as we have them up here, and we're going to first start with the visitors, the Cumberland Pirates tonight, and they're away. Powder blue uniforms, always a fan of that color. And, of course, white numbers and yellow on the trim. Also, number one, Blake McMeekin. He's a 5'5 five, five junior. Number three, Maddox McElravey is a 6'2 senior. Number 22, Trevin McGee is a 6'4 senior. Number 25, Gavin Hendricks is a 6'6 senior. And number 34, Jackson Bolt. He's a 6'6 senior as well. As the atmosphere is set for this one for the Altamont starting lineup as the uh, lights go down and the spotlights go up here and the late get you those starting lineups as we have them here for the Altamont Indians. It, it looks like it's the same one as it was the other night in Morton. As we got number two with Jared Hamer. He's a 5'11 senior. Number 22, Avery Yarhouse. He's a 6'1 senior. Number 23, Mason Robinson is a 6'3 senior. Number 32, Logan Cornett is a 6'2 senior. And number 50, Eric Coleman, he's the man in the post. He's a 6'5 senior as well. So, again, you got the Pirates. You got McMeekin, 
Maddox, McElravey, McGee, Hendricks, and Bolt. And for Alphamont, it is Hamer, Yarhouse, Robinson, Mc... uh, Robinson, excuse me, Cornette, and Coleman. There, if I can read my own writing on my starter sheet uh, here. So uh, we are uh, glad you're joining us. However, you are doing so. We're both uh, simulcasting this game. I'm both on Jack FM and over on WCRA. Of course, we cover the Cumberland Pirates over there on WCRA, and we cover Altamont Indians here on Jack FM there as well. So uh, both teams are warmed up, ready to go. And, of course, Altamont in their home white uniforms with the uh, black numbers and orange on the uh, trim on the numbers outline. So uh, it is going to be Altamont looking for their first win of the young season, only their second game. And the Cumberland looking to pick up their second win of the season. Cumberland or Cumberland and Altamont both take the floor. Altamont finished with their cheer routine, and we're ready to tip this one off. It's going to be Gavin Hendricks going to be tipping off against Mason Robinson at a center circle. As, of course, Coach Nieberge coaching the Altamont Indians and Coach Justin Radel coaching the Cumberland Pirates as well. And here we go. A game is underway, and it's going to be won by Altamont. They'll be going right to left on your radio dial to start the game as it's going to be Hammer starting off with a basketball. He'll get it over to Robinson. Robinson will hand off to Cornette. They'll shuffle it over to Hammer. It's back to Cornette. They'll swing it up top to Robinson. They dub it down low to Coleman one-on-one. It gets both puts up the shot kick, and it's a fall, and it's going to be rebounded by Maddox McElravey. That was a nice shot there by Coleman. He just couldn't get the fall. And it looks like he was attacking Bolt right away. It's McElravey with the basketball here on the left side. Cumberland's going to go being left to right on your radio dial. As it's Meekin, he's going to throw it over there, and it's going to be a McElravey, a loose ball. Ball is loose, still loose. And uh, they're going to say Maddox McElravey, or McMeekin, excuse me, dove on the floor, and he was out of bounds. So it'll be a turnover to uh, the Indians. Yeah, that's what it looked like from my vantage point. He tried to, McMeekin tried to grab that ball before it went out of bounds. He was uh, unsuccessful in that attempt. Almost a minute gone here in the early going of this contest. No score. Yarhouse hands it off to Cornette. Cornette hands it off to a Robinson doing a little swing action here, a little bob and weave a little bit as well. You got Cornette with a basketball here on the left side. He gets off to Coleman up top. Now back to Cornette. He looks to drive and puts it up. It's good. Layup in the first two points goes to Logan Cornette. 2 nothing Altamont. That was a nice uh, lay in there by, by Cornette. Kind of bounced around the rim there a few times, but luckily it fell. And they're going right at Bolt as well. Yeah. And McGee dribbling to his left. He gets off in the corner to Bolt for three. Can't get it to fall. Battle for the rebound. Hendricks still fighting for it. Him and Robinson going at it. And it'll stay off of Robinson. So it stays right here with the Pirates. I expect to see a lot of those battles out tonight. You know, down low for for the ball and uh, whatnot. That was one right there. McElravey drives to the hole. Dishes off to McMeekin for three. Yes. Three-pointer for Blake McMeekin. And that gets Cumberland in the lead, three to two. Nice shot there by McMeekin. And it's stolen away by McGee, but he's had his foot on the line there. So it's a nice job by McGee of jumping the pass. But he was just uh, needed a little bit, a couple more inches. The court needed to be a little bit wider there. And uh, it's going to go back to Altamont, though. He did. He tried to tip his toe that line like a wide receiver. I like his football during his football days. Right. Hammer with the ball in the corner. 
He has it now. He dribbles it up top. He almost loses it, and he has to pick it up, and he throws it cross court. Tipped out on a bye. Hendricks, and they're going to say it was off of Cornette, so it's going to be Cumberland with the basketball. That was thrown away by the Indians. They get into McGee. Two minutes gone here in the first quarter. It is uh, the Pirates in the lead, 3-2. to two. McGee with the basketball up top, guarded by Cornette, over to McMeekin. Now Bolt in the right corner. They dump it down low to Hendricks, but it was way too far and picked off by Cornette. The other way, it is Yarhouse up top to Robinson. Oh, that's Cornette. And they're going to say Cornette shuffled his feet with it, and it's going to be a turnover back to the Pirates. Well, I got the turnovers the same as the score, three for Cumberland, two for Alphabet. Yeah, it's funny how that works out that yeah. way. As Maddox Malcaravia gets it across the timeline. Backdoor cut to McGee. Layup is off the glass. No good. But rebounded by Bolt up and in for Jackson Bolt. His first two points, and it's 5-2. to two. That's a nice job there by Bolt on the first act. Coming up on five minutes to go in the first quarter. Hammer handing it off to Cornette. Cornette hands off to Robinson for three, and no good. It's off, and it's rebounded by Bolt. As Maddox McElravey brings it across the timeline, picked up by Yarhouse. McElravey is looking to drive, and a little hop-step jump shot off, and rebounded by Coleman. Coleman gets it off to Hammer. Hammer in the front court now. Gets a screen from Coleman. Now hands off to Yarhouse. Yarhouse spins around in the lane, puts up the shot, can't get it to fall, battle for the rebound. Long rebound goes back to Yarhouse. And they're going to call a foul on the floor on the Pirates. And we got Kelby Beerman coming in for the Pirates. Jackson Bolt takes the seat. Now we got Wyatt Phillips checking in for the Indians. And Logan Cornette takes the seat. And also it's like Dylan Elam coming in for the Indians as well. He checks in for Hamer. 431 to go here in the very first quarter. Low scoring affair so far. Pirates 5 to 2 lead. That one on Maddox McElravy is first. Straight on three for Yardhouse. No good, but he gets his own rebound back. Now they'll reset to the Indians. Phillips has the basketball. He has it here on the left wing. Now hands off to Yardhouse. Here comes the double team, and it was stolen away by Beerman. Another turnover there for Altima. And McGee has the basketball here at the volleyball line. Now over to McElravey. McElravey has it at the volleyball line. Over to McGee. As McGee, started by Robinson, he dribbles to his right, dishes off to McElravey for three. Yes! Three-pointer for Maddox McElravey. Hers first three, and it's 8-2 to two Cumberland. Nice shot there by McElravey. It's going to be Yarhouse stepping in the post two. Coleman going up against Hendricks. Now back out to Elam. Elam with a ball fake. He drives, puts up a shot, counts the basket, and the foul. Flexing on him a little bit there, too. I see Dylan Elam goes to the line for the old-fashioned three-point play. And that's the first foul on Hendricks. Second team foul on the Pirates. Kynan Earhart checking in, and Coleman takes the seat. So uh, Dylan Elam will go to the free throw line for the N1. Eight to four, make it eight to five with the N1 free throw by Elam. 
And a pressure being applied by Altamont, but Cumberland breaks it. Nice behind-the-back dribble by McGee. Almost got away with an over and back, but officials let it go. It's going to be uh, Hendricks on the give-and-go, and it's going to be off of Hendricks' hands, out of bounds, turnover to Altamont. I don't know if that pass was too hard or Hendricks wasn't ready for it, but uh, unsuccessful nonetheless. Maybe, maybe it let him just a little bit too much. That, that too. So it'll be Robinson with the ball over to uh, Phillips. Phillips has it. Hands off to Elam. Now to Yarhouse. Yarhouse over to uh, well, the fake to Phillips. Over to Robinson. Now Elam has it. Now they find Phillips on the left wing. And it gives it back over to Elam. Elam drives. And he's underneath the basket. He just throws it away up top. And Phillips has to save it. And it's over and back. So another turnover by Altamont gives it to the Pirates. Well, both teams have four turnovers. But Cumberland has lead eight to five with two fifty left to go. So. Yeah, it looks like Jackson Bolt will return uh, for the uh, Pirates. Maybe. Uh, oh, yep, he's just going to inbound it right in front of the bench. And uh, I think McGee came back in as well. As it's McMeekin getting across half court, guarded by Phillips. And it's passed over to uh, Beerman. Beerman with a basketball. It's Kelby Beerman. It's going to be passed to Hendricks, a little high over to a Fultz, and they're going to call an offensive foul on Cumberland. That was Robinson who drew the charge. And that's going to go on Hendricks. Wow. So one of the Pirates that you don't want to pick up your second foul is Gavin Hendricks. That's right. They literally get Hendricks in there. He picked up two quick fouls here in the first quarter. That's uh, definitely not good. And uh, so... Uh, Coach Radel doesn't get the substitution in time, but a couple of subs came in for Altamont. Hammer came back in, and uh, I think uh, Coleman comes back in as well. Phillips for three. Can't get it to fall. Rebounded by McGee. Can't tie the game. Cumberland with the lead, 8-5. to five, Coming up on 2.15 to go in the very first quarter. As it's going to be McGee going to his right. And, and now he backs it back out over to McMeekin. McMeekin swings it over there to Beerman. They dump it to Hendricks. Hendricks backs down, a turnaround, and he's off the side of the backboard, and he was received it on his back, and he was out of bounds in the process as well, so it'll be a ball back to Altamont. McGee will sit down, and Max McElravey will come back in, as well as Brant Weber will come in for the first time tonight. But the Pirates on the football field and sees his first action here on the hardwood tonight. Hammer gets it over there to Earhart. Earhart hands it off to Elam. And it looks like Yarhouse off, or Cornette also came back in on that last timeout for Altamont. Elam up and under, puts up the little hook. It's good. A baby hook for Dylan Elam. He's got five, and it's eight to seven. One point lead now for the Pirates. That was a nice little baby hook there by Elam. With Maddox McElravey with the ball on the right side. He gets a screen from Hendricks. And McElravey slips and falls, but he regains his position. Puts up the shot. No good. And rebounded by Coleman. Here comes Altamont the other way. Quickly in the front court. Coming up on a minute to go in the first. As Elam with the basketball. Little fake handoff. Now gives it off to Coleman. Gives it back to Elam. Elam, oh, we're under a minute now. Elam puts up the shot. No good. Coleman with the offensive rebound. Put back is good. Barry Coleman, his first two points, and it's the first lead for Altamont, 
45 seconds to go here in the first. Tribal Council implies some defense. Maddox McElravey drives, puts up the wild shot. No, Hendricks on the follow is good, though. Gavin Hendricks with the put back, his first two points of the night. And Cumberland regains the lead back 10-9. to 34.7 seconds left. And it's a timeout by Coach Radel. We'll take a timeout as well. We'll be back in 30. You're listening to High School Boys Basketball here on the Cromwell Sports Network. It's not just furniture. It's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Coach Radel takes his first timeout there. Cumberland has the lead back 10-9 on that putback basket by Hendricks. Going to be Altamont with the basketball. Under 30 seconds to go here in the first quarter. It's Robinson. Robinson and now over to Hamer up top. Hamer. Over to Robinson. Robinson drives, puts up a shot block from behind by McGee, but Robinson regains it back. Now over in the corner, shot for three is McManaway. Good. Three pointer for Aiden McManaway, his first points of the night, and Altamont regains the lead 12 to 10. McGee with five seconds to go. He's at half court. McGee open for three. Can't get it to fall, and it's rebounded by Cornette, and that'll do it. So after one quarter of play, Altamont regains the lead at 12 to 10. They lead by two after eight minutes. And we'll be back in one minute. You're listening to High School Boys Basketball on the Cromwell Sports Network. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com. And in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637, and we'll go beyond the expected for you. At Kramer Pharmacy, we know that remembering your medications, vaccinations, and figuring out what Medicare plan will work best for you can be a struggle. Kramer Pharmacy and Teutopolis and Altamont are always here to help. We can package your medication for each day, give you your flu shot and boosters, and can help you decide which Medicare plan will benefit you the most. We would like to thank everyone in the Altamont community for supporting Kramer Pharmacy every step of the way. From our team to yours, go Indians. Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont High School. Cumberland will start off with the basketball. They trail by two to start this second quarter, and it's stolen away immediately by Altamont. Hammer knocked away into the hands of McManaway, and Cumberland will compound the turnover with a foul there trying to reach in. And that's the fourth team foul, and it's also the second one on Maddox McElravey. Both McElravey and Hendricks have two fouls apiece. Those are the four fouls for Cumberland. Also Cumberland's uh, sixth turnover every night. Both teams coughing it up quite a bit here. McManaway hands off to Robinson. Robinson over to Yarhouse. 
Yarhouse over to Hammer. Hammer has it on to the right side. Hammer looking to get in the post. It was denied by Bolt. They're still trying to get it to Coleman, but it's back out to Yarhouse. Yarhouse at the volleyball line and trying to cross over. Uh, Beerman there puts up the shot off the rim. No good. Bolt and uh, Coleman are fighting for the rebound, and they're going to say it was off of Coleman. So it'll be Cumberland basketball. Coleman fighting between three Pirates there and off of the one Indian. So it looks like Wyatt Phillips returned into the game for Altamont. Altamont playing the full-court pressure, and Cumberland breaks it. Bolt with the basketball. He'll hand off there to Maddox McElravey. One minute gone here in the second quarter. They dub it down to Hendricks. Hendricks puts up the shot, can't get it to fall, and rebounded by Yarhouse. Yarhouse looking to run with it. Phillips is open for three, but he pump fakes, and then now tries for the cross-court pass, and it was out of bounds. Stays right here with Altamont. Kelby Behrman takes the seat, and Blake McMeekin comes back in for the Pirates. Phillips will inbounds here in front of the black seats here at Altamont. Over almost in the corner. I get it into a Robinson. Robinson uh, picked up by McElravey. Trying to back him down and puts up the turnaround. Jumper is off. Coleman battling for the rebound, and it goes to McGee. So just Coleman versus Bolt, and then McGee comes in and cleans up the rebound. McGee with it, crosses the timeline. As he has on the left side, and a little miscommunication there with McMeekin. McMeekin stopped, and McGee thought he was going to cut on the baseline. So it was another turnover by the Pirates, and it'll be a ball back to Altamont. Yeah, another another turnover for the Pirates, but luckily it's still going down by two points here with 6.24 left to go in the second quarter. And uh, kind of their heart checked back in uh, for the Indians on the last timeout. All right, little dead ball, I should say. Robinson had it almost taken away. Up and under layup is good for Mason Robinson. That's his first two points of the night. It's 14 to 10, Altamont with the lead. McGee gets it across half court. McMeekin cut into the hole, layup off the glass, can't finish, and it's rebounded by Yarhouse. Altamont looking to run with it. Robinson with a nice head fake, and he hands it off to Phillips. Phillips with a couple pump fakes, puts it up, no good, and McGee tips it to Bolt. So a missed opportunity there for Altamont, but Pirates with the ball down by four. McGee with the ball on the left side. Getting a screen from Hendricks, but he goes the opposite way. And there's going to be a foul on the floor on Altamont. Only the Indians' second team foul here. That's going to go on Jared Hammer. Actually, that's the first. Looks like Eli Miller coming in for the first time tonight for the Indians. And another substitution came in there, Dylan Elam as well. Three-pointer is off there by McElravey. Rebounded by Elam. Elam gets it up to Eli Miller. Back to Elam. Now Phillips. Back to Eli Miller. Miller or Elam drives. Can't finish. And rebounded by Hendricks. That's Hendricks' first rebound of the night. Hendricks. Or McElravey with the basketball. He has it on the left side. Closely guarded there by Phillips. And it's half too low for Hendricks. It's another turnover. Stolen away by Elam. Elam the other way. Layup up and under. Good. For Dylan Elam, his seventh point already, and Coach Rado wants a timeout. All of a sudden, these turnovers 
Tossing the Pirates as they are down by six now, 16 to a 10. And we'll take a timeout as well. So we'll be back in a 30 seconds. You're listening to High School Boys Basketball on the Guamwell Sports Network. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont High School. Coach Rado calls a, another timeout there to kind of settle down the Pirates as they're starting to cough up the basketball and uh, uh, Altamont's extending this lead here. Yeah, they are. Altamont's on a 4-0 run uh, for this quarter. Cumberland has a score day. Cumberland's got eight turnovers. The Altamont's four turnovers. And uh, hopefully that to calm Cumberland down so they, uh, they do not want this game to get out of hand. So we'll see what happens here. Both will inbound it to McGee. McGee started really closely there by Eli Miller. And now McGee still has the ball. Dribbling to his right, goes back to the left. As McGee gets a screen from Hendricks. Now Hendricks with the ball. Cross court pass is picked off by Yarhouse. Yarhouse the other way. Way up is good. Rattled in. It wanted to come out, but it fell. Avery's first two points, and now it's 18 to 10. And they're going to call a foul on Earhart. As on that last defensive possession, uh, the entire bench was for Altamont had jumped up and applauding the effort by uh, Eli Miller there, guarding McGee all the way up the floor. And some of his pressure caused that turnover there. Yes, it did. That was a great defensive effort by Miller. But McElravey with the ball behind the back dribble. He'll have it in the front court now. He picks it up. Somebody's got to help him. And McGee picks him up as he travels to the left side and puts up the runner. Is good. So that stops the 6-0 run here. And it's a basket for McGee. His first two points is 18-12. Coming up on four minutes to go here in the second quarter. Phillips open for a three. Can't get it to fall. And Elam was coming in for the rebound. And he should have just stayed where he was because it went out of bounds. So it'll be Cumberland basketball. Phillips and Miller will take a seat, and Coleman checks back in. And I believe uh, Robinson as well checked back in. McElravey with the ball, guarded by Yarhouse. McElravey over to Pierman, who checked in on the last timeout. Bolt will drive baseline, gives it off to Hendricks. Hendricks, nice find to Beerman, and it is swatted away by Yarhouse. Get it out of here. As Elam the other way, layup left it short. Battle for the rebound off of the Indians, and it'll go to uh, the Pirates. Alamont putting on some great defensive pressure. That was a nice block there by Yarhouse. Well, couldn't get to couldn't get to finish at the other end. Couldn't get the bucket to fall. And uh, so Bolt will inbound it to uh, McElravey, and immediately gets it back to Bolt. And Bolt says, I don't want it. I'm not a guard. And uh, there he goes. As they break the pressure, it's Beerman, a mid-range jumper. No, Hendrick battles for the rebound. He's got it. His putback little hook shot is falls. And wanted to come out as well, takes the kind roll. He's got four, and it's 18-14. to 
Lead is down to four. Yarhouse over to Elam. Elam's open for three. Splash. Dylan Elam. Tenth point. First three is 21-14. Seven-point lead. McGee uh, behind the back dribble. Started by Robinson. A couple behind the back dribbles. Over to McElravey. Runner is good. Nice runner there by Max McElravey. He's got five quickly up the way to Earhart. Earhart puts up the shot, can't get it to fall. He fights for the rebound and just takes it away from Bull. Still loose. Ball is just a rest or let him play here. And it's going to be a jump ball and alternate possession. Arrow will give it to or stay with Cumberland or give it to Cumberland. They're going to call a, uh, a foul on Earhart there. First foul on him and second team foul on the Indians. As it'll be a McElravey in across half court coming up on a 220 to go. As a McElravey with the ball. Now over to Bolt. Bolt. Left side. Cross court pass to Beerman. Now over to McMeekin. McMeekin with a head fake. Now he dribbles it back out here to the volleyball line. Now goes to his right. Picks up his dribble. And it tries to throw it to a cutting McGee who gets it off to Bolt, and Bolt is going to be fouled. And I think they're going to call that on the way up as the Bolt should be shooting free throws here. And uh, Jackson Bolt will go to the free throw line here. First two free throws for the Pirates here tonight. Fouls on Logan Cornett, his first team third for Alphamont. Bolt's first foul shot is good. Third point. Makes it 21-17. Bolt's second free throw on the way is up, and it falls out. No good. Didn't get the kind of roll that time. Rebounded by Robinson. Under two minutes to go in the half. Robinson cuts to the hole. Layup left it short. Rebounded by Bolt. Bolt over to McGee. McGee gets it across half court. McGee gets the screen from Bolt. He tra- goes on the right side, and they're going to call a, a loose ball foul, and it's on Altamont. Foul starting to even up now as Altamont had the foul in their favor, 4-1 to one at one point, but now it's Altamont with their fourth team foul. Yeah, Altamont's a little bit more spread out. they got four players with one apiece, uh, as opposed to Cumberland, Hendricks, and McElroy have two each. All right, they have a good job of not picking up their third foul, though. And so a Bolt has it up top. He looks to get it off. Now he dribbles to the left, and he loses it, but gets it to McGee. Whatever works. Lay up down the lane, and they're going to call an offensive foul. And so it was Cornette who slid in there and calls the charge. Nothing McGee could do there, but Altamont does love to do that and take the charges. And they got McGee on that one. Yeah, it did. there was really nothing, like you said, nothing McGee oh, could yeah. do there. He was just. He was kind of flying, flying up there and didn't really, didn't really have any control. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Yeah, when you play against Altamont, you know that they'll do that. Right. So it's, uh, Brian, uh, Brent Weber comes back in, and uh, so did uh, Beerman. It came back in as well. Cornette with the basketball. Cornette gives it off to a Coleman. Coleman puts it up over to Cornette in the corner for three. is way off. Rebounded by Robinson. He's all alone way up and in. For Mason Robinson, his fourth point. And it's 23-17. Altamont with the advantage coming up on a minute to go. And it gets it over to a Beerman. 
Spearman had it stolen away uh, by Robinson. Robinson the other way, layup, no good. But Cornette's there for the follow, and I think they're going to say his foot was out of bounds, maybe. They are going to say that. So it is Cumberland basketball. Earhart came flying in there trying to clean up the miss, and his heel was on the baseline here, so that'll be uh, Cumberland basketball. And Trevin McGee also came up favoring that right knee a little bit, so he's going to have to take a breather for a second. And I think it was McElravey who came back in for him. He's really stretching out here over on the other bench. And so it'll be McElravey with the ball with 45 seconds. McElravey travels to the left, and now over to Hendricks. Hendricks. It's going to be over to Beerman. Beerman lost it and stolen away. Another turnover for Cumberland. And it's going to be Hammer up to Robinson. Gets it over to Yarhouse. It's open for three. Good. Yarhouse knocks down that wide open three. And it's a 26-17 lead now. 14 points for Yarhouse. And it's going to be McElravey with the basketball as he'll get in the corner. Five seconds to go. Bolt gets it over to McMeekin in the corner for three. Can't get it to fall. And Phillips with the board and a long pass. I got it. Actually, Coach Lurkins has it. He, he tries. He tries. He's just going to make sure it wouldn't hit anybody else. Heck of an effort there. But there you go. Hey, forever. Cumberland uh, ends up letting uh, some turnovers get the best of them there. As... Uh, Altamont has the nine-point edge here at halftime, 26-17 here at the half. So we'll be back in a few moments, and we'll take a break, and we will get the halftime report as well as we'll take a look at some first-half stats as well from this one. But here in the after one half of play, it's Altamont 26, Cumberland 17, and we'll be right back in a few moments. And you're listening to High School Boys Basketball on the Cromwell Sports Network. Pepsi Mid-America presents a tasty and downright lucrative opportunity. The more you enjoy ice-cold, delicious Dr. Pepper products, the more money you can earn for your child's school. Beginning September 1st through January 31st, start collecting those teal caps from any Dr. Pepper, Crush, 7-Up, or Crisp and Clear products and help make your child's school shine bright. The more teal caps you collect, the more your school will earn. Collect the caps from Pepsi Mid-America. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Painter, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. Wash the way you want with a washer that lets you customize any load. Visit Rogers Home Appliances in Altamont, Neffingham. See a Whirlpool top load washer with the industry's first two-in-one removable agitator. With this washer, you have two ways to wash. Simply swap the agitator post in or out to care for clothes your way. Check out Rogers Home Appliances located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. 
At Kramer Pharmacy, we know that remembering your medications, vaccinations, and figuring out what Medicare plan will work best for you can be a struggle. Kramer Pharmacy in Teutopolis and Altamont are always here to help. We can package your medication for each day, give you your flu shot and boosters, and can help you decide which Medicare plan will benefit you the most. We would like to thank everyone in the Altamont community for supporting Kramer Pharmacy every step of the way. From our team to yours, go Indians! It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Welcome into the Halftime Report for Altamont Indians Basketball. Welcome back here to High School Boys Basketball here at Altamont High School. And it is currently Indians in the lead at 26-17 here at the half as Altamont used some smothering defense there into that second quarter that caused some uh, pirate turnovers as uh, Altamont had just had the uh, two-point lead after one quarter of play, but a uh, only a seven-point quarter there for the uh, Pirates as them down here on the scoreboard. While on the other side, you have uh, Altamont with a 14-point quarter, so uh, doubling them up there in that uh, second quarter. And we've seen that a couple of times already with the Pirates this season, in particular, uh, their last game against Dietrich, uh, they had a uh, one bad quarter there, and some turnovers cost them in that one as well. And uh, Cumberland kept it close there in that first quarter, and uh, it seemed like they have the rebounding advantage uh, tonight because it seems like uh, every rebounder, 50-50 ball is going the Pirates' way. Unfortunately, uh, they just had too many turnovers there and uh, not enough points. They're in that second quarter, and that's what has them uh, down on the scoreboard here by nine at the half, Dom. Yeah, that's what that's what has them down here at the half. Like you said, uh, just too many, uh, too many, too many turnovers. I know me and Eric talked about it last year when we covered Cumberland. They just had uh, that turnover bug. It still seems to be, still seems to be with them. I got them down for uh, ten turnovers, and Altamont down for five turnovers here in the first half, and Altamont has been playing. Smothering defense uh, to go go along with that, but uh, Cumberland wants to get back in this game. They need to uh, definitely uh, decrease decrease the turnovers, and uh, uh, I guess I don't know. Some, sometimes I feel like they're playing maybe just a little bit wild wild and loose. I guess, uh, but uh, definitely definitely need to decrease the turnovers. As we look at some uh, first half first half stats. 
here. Go first for the uh, Lakeland cover and Pirates. Lakeland Beacon is over one from the field. He's one for one from the three point line with uh, three points. Max McElroy is one for four from the field and one for two uh, from the three, three point line with uh, five points. Seven McGee is one for two from the field and over one from the three point line with uh, two points. Gavin Hendricks is uh, two for four from the field and got uh, two rebounds. Jackson Gold is over one for excuse me, one for one for the field, over one for a three point line and one for two from the, the free throw line for his three points. He's also got uh, three three rebounds to lead uh lead rebounding. Max McLaurin leads uh Cumberland scoring with five points it's uh getting their seventeen points here at halftime for out the line I got Jared Hammer over one from the three point range, Wyatt Phillips Line. He's got 11 points. I missed his free throw here. He's got 11, 11 points. ABR House is uh, 1 for 4 from the field and 0 for 1 from the point range. Mason Robinson is 2 for 3 from the field. And uh, Anthony McNary is uh, 1 for 1 from the three point line with 3 points. Logan Fournette is uh, 1 for 1 from the field and 0 for 1 from the three point line. Uh, Keenan Earhart is 0 for 1 from the field. Eric Coleman is 1 for 2 from the field. Four Alamont total of uh, 26 as the uh, Altamont drum line keeps us entertained at halftime as Altamont is already back out on the court uh, practicing and getting ready for getting ready for the second half. Get to, get to come out. So I'm sure they got a lot of things to talk about here at the halftime. And uh, I, I imagine turnovers, turnovers, turnovers is probably the uh, probably the theme for the halftime talk as Cumberland makes their way out. Uh, make their way out here with uh, a little bit of time left here before we start the second half. But uh, yeah, I don't know. they cut down, cut down those uh, those turnovers, and uh, I don't know, maybe maybe slow it down, slow it down a few times. Like I said, they played, you know, there's a few plays they played kind of kind of wild and loose, and uh, definitely need to slow that down and get the get the ball cold. And one thing I also noticed there in that in the first half that. Gavin Hendricks picked up a couple of early, two early fouls, but he played the majority of the half. I don't think he uh, took a breather that much at all, and so he did a good job of not picking up that uh, third foul. And also, Maddox Magleravy picked up two fouls as well, and he did a good job of staying in the game and not picking up that third foul as well. So it was uh, super impressive that Cumberland played with those two guys with two fouls and didn't pick up any other ones uh, there because. Hendricks is one of the main guys uh, that they want to go through here tonight, and uh, so it was really a good job by uh, him to uh, not picking up that uh, third foul uh, there. So uh, we'll see what Cumberland cooks up and what they have for halftime adjustments uh, there. Altamont had quarters of 12 and 14 for their 26, and Cumberland has 10 and 7 for their 17 points here at the half. So. Uh, both teams out of the locker room, and we're ready to get this one underway here in the uh, second half. And also, it's homecoming here tonight at Altamont High School as the uh, King and Queen were crowned before the uh, game. And the uh, Queen was named Elaine Tedrick, and the King was Nathan Shepard. 
So congratulations there to Nathan and Elaney for the honor of being the 2022 King and Queen. And, of course, the homecoming game is technically this one right here. We got uh, Cumberland uh, back in action. They are going to take a week off here as they'll be back in action next uh, week against uh, KZ. And uh, then uh, on uh, Thursday, we'll have uh, girls basketball action on Jack FM. It's going to be Altamont versus uh, KZ. Uh, and on uh, Friday, the uh, boys are traveling to uh, Vandalia. And uh, there's a little bit of uh, confusion or maybe a little bit of uh, blood or something on the uh, jersey of one of the Altamont players. I saw and, uh, Avery Yarhouse run back in the locker room, it looked like. Yeah, yeah so, so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's blood or, or what. Something they noticed on the jersey that uh, they wanted to go in and change. So that's why we're kind of having a little bit of a delay to uh, start uh, this uh, third quarter. And uh, we're going to have uh, the officials uh, come over and I think it looks like maybe possibly uh, uh, Cumberland is having a player as well having some issues with their jersey as well. It's like Max McElravey is uh, coming over as well. And uh, so our house is good. And now Robinson is going back to the locker room. So. We're not really sure what's going on here, uh, folks. It didn't really look like Yarhouse or Robinson had a lot on in their jerseys, but they're making uh, Maddox McElravey go back to the locker room as well as uh, Caleb Beerman as well. And uh, now they're making a ton of other Cumberland players go to the locker room here. And uh, McGee is over getting taped up. Yeah, I'm not uh, not totally sure what, uh, what's going on here with the – And so, yeah, that is what the issue is, as uh, Scott uh, Beal is announcing uh, over the PA that uh, some uh, players have some blood on their jerseys. Yeah. And uh, here we go. Here's a broadcaster, one of the first things for our broadcaster, Mason Robinson, wearing a new jersey out there. He is normally worth 23, now he's worth 53. So make sure you make that note. As Mason goes in and uh, switch jerseys, and I saw a couple of other uh, Cumberland players as well go out there. So uh, a mass exodus for switching of the jerseys or uh, cleaning off their jerseys of uh, some sort. And uh, now finally we can uh, start this uh, third quarter. And this is about the about the oddest way I've ever started a uh, second half. As uh, Cumberland uh, comes out as well, I think uh, that's a Beerman who's wearing a different jersey. As well, so uh, make a note of that. Yeah, he's wearing number 12. So it'll be Hammer with the basketball, and Altamont will start going left to right on your radio dial here as we uh, had a little bit of a delay there, and it was stolen away by the Pirates, taken away by uh, McElravey, and a little spin-around jumper is off, but Hendricks puts up the follow. is good. Tough basket there for Gavin Hendricks here. That is six-point, and it's 26-19. As it'll be Robinson handing off to a Yarhouse. Yarhouse with a little fake, and he gets a couple of defenders up in the air, but now gets it over to Cornette. Cornette with a runner left it short. Coleman and Bolt fighting for the rebound, and it is off of Coleman. So it'll be Cumberland basketball. And Wyatt Phillips will come back into the game for Altamont, and Hammer will take a seat. Bolt will get it in. 
Taking it in to McElravey. McElravey. That's Beerman. Beerman. Isaac gets a screen uh, from Hendricks, and they give it to him on the give and go, and Hendricks lost on the way up. But they're going to call a foul, and uh, they're going to send Gavin to the free throw line for a couple of shots. You'll see a couple of those Pirates come back out onto the floor from the locker room. And Hendricks will go to the line for two free throws here. First one is no good. They're going to say it was a foul on Phillips, his first. Team first as well for Altamont. And uh, so now we have one official over here at the scorer's table and probably trying to get the numbers straight as a couple of the Pirate players just came out and maybe not uh, checked into the scorer's bench. Yep, that's uh, Maddox wearing number five now. Now, Caleb Beerman is now wearing number 12, and Hendricks makes the free throw, so he's one for two there, and now it's 26 to 20, and they're going to call an offensive foul. Offensive foul on Alcamon. Nathan Robinson is going to pick up that one, as it's going to be Cumberland drawing the charge. We're just trying to get the numbers uh, here straight. Yes, we are, after all these jerseys, which is kind of difficult. <laughs> we apologize. So yeah. It's going to be McGee, a layup, left it short, and rebounded by Robinson. So it's going to be the first foul on Mason. little handoff to Coleman. A layup is good. Layup is good for Eric Coleman, his fourth point, and it's 28-20. to 20. And there's going to be an official timeout. And uh, have a little perspiration on the floor now as McMahon away goes to Cal. And. Oh, that was from the players or that was from Coach John Neverge? He went about <laughs> halfway out on the floor there discussing discussing something with uh, Logan Cornette in his excited fashion. Yeah. Nonetheless, I think they got it. So we're back to action here now as it's McElroy with the basketball. As it'll be guarded by Yarhouse coming up on a 6.20 to go. As Maddox spins around, lobs up to Hendricks, and it's going to be Count the Basket in the right. foul for Gavin Hendricks. As it was in a little alley-oop. And Eric Coleman's going to get hit with that foul, his second. And that makes it 28 to 22. Gavin Hendricks has nine points on the night. Make that number 10. And it's 28-23. And now it's just a five-point game. Phillips with the ball. Gives it off to a Robinson. Robinson has it. Cornette. Cornette over to Yarhouse. Yarhouse has it at the volleyball line. Tries to back down McMeekin. And McGee rips it away. And it was off of... Officials are looking, and it's going to be off of Cumberland. So it'll stay right here with the Indians. It's been a uh, 6-0 run here at the beginning of the half, or a 6-2 run. Yarhouse for three, yes! Altima needed that three, Avery second. 
and it's 31-23. Cornette almost knocked it away, and they're going to say it was off of Cornette, so it'll stay right here with Cumberland. As Altamont now needed that three in the worst way, 31-23. Bolt with the long pass to McGee, and it's going to be taken away by Cornette, and it's going to be off of him. So they were trying for that long pass to McGee, and uh, Cornette was just there from the back, and they knocked it out. As McElravey will look to get it in here underneath the basket, just to blow up. And it's going to be into McGee. Knocked away by Cornette, and a turnover there. And it's going to be almost turnover again, but Phillips has it, puts up the shot, count the basket, in the foul. For Wyatt Phillips. Wyatt going in there against Hendricks. And that's going to be Gavin's third foul. And so Wyatt Phillips will go to the line for the end one. Cornette will take a seat. And Dylan Elam will come back in for the Indians. The lead is now 10, 33-23. Phillips trying to make it 11. And it's up and good. So it's 34-23, Altamont with the lead. And uh, now it's McElravey with the basketball. Gets it across the timeline. No one picks him up with a runner in the lane. Taking it to fall. And it's going to be off of Yarhouse. So it stays right here with Cumberland. As it's going to be McElravey inbounding on the baseline. Underneath the basket just below us. Into Bolt. Bolt to a cutting McGee. And it was a forced pass. And it's stolen away by Altamont. Elam the other way. Robinson for three. Can't get it to fall. But it's rebounded by Elam. But it's taken away by McMeekin. McMeekin the other way. Layup is good. Count the basket in the foul for Blake McMeekin. Mighty, mighty little mighty mouse. Blake oh, McMeekin taking, taking the ball away, taking yeah. it down the court. He could just, I can see the fierceness on his face. He was like, nobody's going to take this away from me. I'm going to make this, and he did. Definitely what he lacks in height. He makes up for in heart for sure. Definitely. And, and he uh, picked up the end one there. As Robinson's going to pick up his second foul, and he's going to have to take a seat. So does Coleman, and McManaway came in, and so did Earhart. McMeekin's and one is good. McMeekin's got six, and Coach Radel wants a timeout. And so Coach Radel takes a timeout, so we'll take a timeout as well. It's 34-26, Altamont with the lead, 5-12 to go here in the third quarter. And you're listening to Altamont Indians basketball here on Jazz, and you're listening to high school boys basketball. I knew I messed up once tonight, so there it was for the first time. It's high school boys basketball on the Cromwell Sports Network. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Painter, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 100.5, 105.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here on the Cromwell Sports Network, and it is 34-26, Altamont in the lead back here at Altamont High School. And it's 5-12 to go here in the third period, and Coach Rado calling a timeout as Cumberland had a nice run to start the second half, but now Altamont has swung the momentum back in their favor again. 
Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Let's see if uh, Alpine keeps it going or if Cumberland stops them. So McManoway hands it off to a Yarhouse. Yarhouse has it at the volleyball line. Yarhouse to his left. Free throw line jumper is off back iron, and it's rebounded by Hendricks. Hendricks gets it off to McElravey. As McElravey gets it across the timeline. Poked away from behind by uh, McManoway, but it stays right here with the Pirates. And McGee will take it out in front of the Cumberland bench. Substitution coming in for Altamont. Yarhouse takes the seat and Hammer checks in. And it's Hendricks. Nice give and go to McGee. McGee with a nice layup is good for Trevin McGee. His second basket, and it's 34-28. McManaway with the ball, poked away by McGee, still loose, and it's McManaway with the ball, comes away with it. Over to Phillips in the corner. Phillips, cross-court pass to Elam. Elam with the ball fake. He drives baseline, blocked by Hendricks. Nice block by Hendricks. Swatted away by Gavin, and it's McGee dribbling to the right. Now give and go to Hendricks. Hendricks top steps in the lane, puts it up, the glass, and in for Gavin Hendricks. He's got 12. And it's 34 to 30. All of a sudden, Cumberland making it a game again. And they're going to call a foul there as a couple of players got tangled up there. And it's going to be a foul on McManaway that time. Third on him. Also a sub that came in is Caleb Beerman. Coming in, who's now wearing number 12 with all the jersey swaps here tonight. McManaway gets it over to Miller. That's Eli Miller who checked in. Now over to Elam. Elam had a uh, loose ball foul there on Cumberland. And so, Kelby Behrman gets his first foul. As it's Elam with the basketball. He drives to the hole. Blocked from behind by McGee. McGee takes it away. Up to McElravey. McElravey puts up the shot, and he's fouled on the floor, they say. And I thought that he was in the act of shooting that time, but they're going to call it on the floor. That's what it looked like to me. But, uh... He was in the shooting motion, but they're going to call it on the floor. And so it'll just be uh, underneath the basket by McElravey inbounds now. Cumberland finds themselves, but down by four, and they throw it away right into the hands of Elam. So another turnover by Cumberland. And Elam up and under, turnaround jumper is off. McManaway battles for the rebound, and he wrestles it away. Phillips has the basketball. He dribbles, and he uh, finds Earhart. Earhart lost it, but it stay off of McGee, so it stays right here with Altamont. And it looks like Eli Miller will take it out for... Cumberland, or Krautsman, and they're going to call a loose ball foul, getting it in as uh, they're going to get McGee with that. And so uh, that's Trevin's second team foul, or second foul, team fourth. And so we'll do it again. Eli Miller looking to get it in on the baseline just to the left of his basket. They get it in to two Elam, coming up on a 320 to go. Now over to Earhart. Earhart, or no, that's McManaway. Now to Elam. 
Elam. Tries and loses his dribble, but he gives it off somehow to Phillips. Now to McManaway. McManaway dumps it down low to Earhart. Turnaround jumper. Can't get it to fall, but he gets his own miss. And now McManaway with the ball fake. And now he'll just back it back out to the volleyball line in between the circles. There go over to Elam. Elam is stopped, picked up by McGee. And McGee trying for the steal over pursuit. Elam just throws a wild shot at the rim, and they're going to call a foul. And so... This is going to be a two free throws for Dylan Elam. Kelly, uh, Kelby Beerman gets picked up with a foul. His second, team fifth. And so it'll be a Dylan Elam at the line. First free throw is good. First point after a 10-point first half. And McVanaway will take a seat, and Robinson will come back in, and Yarhouse will come in as well for Phillips. The lead back to five for Altamont, 35-30. As it's Elam's second free throw, on the way, up and good. Two for two there for Dylan Elam, and he'll take a seat, and Logan Cornette will check back in. He's three for three from the line tonight. Got 12 points. Having a nice night. They get it into Hendricks. Hendricks is trapped now over to McElravey. They break the pressure. McMeekin has the ball, and he thought about shooting it, and he double-dribbled with it. He's done a little bit too fast, and then he looked up and double-dribbled with it. Yeah, he, he knows it, too. He wanted, he wanted, that, uh, he wanted that shot and another chance at it. Fortunately, that's not the case. And so uh, Robinson gets it across the timeline over to a yard house. Yarhouse with the ball on the right side. He picked up his dribble and needs to find some help. And he gets it off to Cornette. Cornette hands it off to Yarhouse for a three. Yes. Three-pointer for Avery Yarhouse. Another one for him. And it's 39-30. Avery's third three of the game. Almost of a high pass for McGee. And McGee thought about the three, but he drives. Stops and dishes back out. There to Beerman. Beerman steps in the lane and now back out to McElravey. McElravey over to Hendricks, and they're going to call a foul, and it's going to be uh, Earhart trying uh, for the steal there over the back. That's so going to be uh, his second. Team six as well. So next foul is in Cumberland in the one-on-one bonus. Bolt comes back in, and they immediately try to give it to him, and uh, they're going to say that was illegal with uh, the inbounds as they had to track it down here in the backcourt. McElravey brings it across the timeline. Now over to Bolt. Bolt with the ball fake. Now he goes to a cutter. Hendricks. Hendricks gets back in good position and puts up the shot. No good. Rebounded by Robinson. Robinson uh, tries to throw it over to Eli Miller, but he wasn't ready for it, and it's out of bounds. So a turnover there for the Indians. And McMeekin gets a quick breather as he's back into the game. As uh, Brant Weber checked out there. Bolt looking to uh, get it in. High pass for McGee, and it was picked off by Yarhouse. And it's Coleman over to Cornette. Now it's over to Robinson with a minute 20 to go in the third. Robinson gives it off to a Miller. 
All right, Eli Miller. He's looking to drive, but he's against two defenders, and he backs it out to Yarhouse. Yarhouse, backdoor cut to Cornette. Back to Yarhouse. Mid-range jumper for Avery. No good. Rebounded by Bolt. As McGee gets it across half court now. A minute, under a minute to go. McGee has it stolen away by Cornette. McGee actually just lost the dribble there. That's Robinson the other way. Gives it off to Coleman. Nice block from behind by McElraby. And he just takes it away, and he's looking to go coast to coast with it. Now he'll slow things down for his pirate teammates to catch up. 40 seconds to go. Looks to be an easy basket there for Coleman, but McElraby says, I don't think so. Here's a screen from Bolt. McElraby with the runner. It's good. For Maddox, McElravy makes the defensive play on one end, gets two points on the other. 39-32. 20 seconds to go. Robinson the other way. Layup is off and rebounded by McElravy. 13 seconds left. McElravy gets it across the timeline. It's five seconds left. And McElravy gets a screen from Hendricks. We got three seconds. Trying to get over the corner to McMeekin, but stolen away by Yarhouse. Yarhouse beyond half court is off. And that'll do it. So after three quarters of play, it is Altima 39, Cumberland 32. And we'll be back for the fourth quarter. And we'll be back in one minute. You're listening to High School Boys Basketball on the Cromwell Sports Network. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. At Kramer Pharmacy, we know that remembering your medications, vaccinations, and figuring out what Medicare plan will work best for you can be a struggle. Kramer Pharmacy and Teutopolis and Altamont are always here to help. We can package your medication for each day, give you your flu shot and boosters, and can help you decide which Medicare plan will benefit you the most. We would like to thank everyone in the Altamont community for supporting Kramer Pharmacy every step of the way. Come see us at our Teutopolis and Altamont locations. We're back to more Altamont Indians basketball on 100.5 and 105.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont High School as we're entering the fourth quarter as Cumberland will start off with the basketball and they find themselves down on the scoreboard by seven. McElravy tries for the lob to Hendricks. Hendricks is double teamed out to McBeacon for three. Can't get it the ball, but Hendricks comes away with the rebound. Hendricks. Hendricks over to McElravy for three. It's way off and rebounded by uh, Elam. Elam up to Yarhouse. Yarhouse with a fake drive, and it's going to be nearly stolen away by McGee, but right into the hands of Elam. Elam now will back it back out and slow it down a little bit. Elam hands off to Hammer, who checked back in. Hammer almost lost it over to Coleman. Coleman puts himself in the position. It's good. Coleman with Six is 41-32. Cumberland did outscore out in the third period of 15-13. McGee can't get it to fall. Yarhouse with the rebound. And it's going to be Elam getting across half court. Elam 
with the ball. Gives it off to Hamer. Hamer over to Yarhouse. Yarhouse mid-range jumper is short. And rebounded by McMeekin. McMeekin waits for the Cumberland defense in the half, or Cumberland offense in the front court. Now over to McElravey. McElravey here in the corner. Gets a screen up from Hendricks. McElravey with a lob to Bolt. Bolt gets it down up, and it's no good. And Coleman comes away with a rebound. And it's Robinson the other way. Hop step in the lane. It's taken away by McElravey. And they're going to call it jump ball as McElravey tied up Robinson that time. And alternate possession arrow should give it to the Pirates. Or I might actually just stay here without the model. As it, it will stay here without the model. I thought it showed possession arrow to Cumberland as well. But uh, obviously not. Earhart will check back in. And Phillips comes back in as well. They try for the lob to Robinson off the inbounds. Can't get it to fall. And rebounded by McGee. McGee dribbles it around, stops, and uh, fires it over to uh, Bolt. Bolt now will try to back down Earhart. Tries to go up and under, puts up the shot. No foul. And rebounded by Earhart. Robinson up to Phillips. Phillips lost it out of bounds. And it's going to be a turnover back to Cumberland. We got that down. Got them on fifth turnovers here in the uh, second half. Uh, ten, ten altogether. Now it looks like they were just trying to go too fast that time. Yeah, so it looked like as well. McGee over to Hendricks here in the corner. Hendricks will get it over to McElravey. 5.45 to go in the game. Altamont leads by nine here. McElravey trying to get it to Bolt in the post. It was a long pass knocked out by Phillips. And Bolt's going to try to get it back over to McElravey. And it was just too high into the black seat. So it'll be a turnover back to the Indians. I think it was too high, a little bit of a miscommunication, too. Yeah, McElravey right. uh, wasn't where he was supposed to be. Earhart, mid-range jumper, can't get it to fall. And rebounded by Earhart, and they're going to get a foul on Alpine. Phillips was reaching in, trying to tie it up there, maybe trying to be a little bit too aggressive as well. And it should be a one-and-one. One. We'll walk the other way, shooting free throws now, 17 foul. Also, Wyatt's third foul. And so it's Maddox McElravey at the free throw line. Well, one and one. Trying to cut into that nine-point deficit. McElravey. First free throw is off. And rebounded by Robinson. So it's still a 41-32 game. Phillips over in the corner. Let's one defender go by. Three. Can't get it to fall. Rebounded by Bolt. McElravey gets it across half court. Over to Hendricks. Hendricks back over to McElravey. Shot off the glass. Can't get it to fall. Rebounded by Phillips. Phillips is a double teamed here, and they get it over to Robinson. Robinson the other way. Layup with the left hand. Can't get it finished. But Earhart gets it back. Hands it back off to Robinson. Now back out. Extra pass to Phillips. Back to Cornette for three. Good. Three-pointer for Logan Cornette. He's got five. And it's a double-digit lead now, 44-32. Nice little uh, left-handed layup by McGee, but he missed it. Rebounded by Robinson. Nice outlet pass to Hammer. Layup is good. And Coach Riddle wants another timeout. Another run 
by Alcamon. Gives them the lead again, 46-32, extending that out with 4.34 to go in the fourth quarter. So we'll take a 30-second timeout. And you're listening to High School Boys Basketball on the Cromwell Sports Network. It's not just furniture. It's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on Jack FM. Back here at Altamont High School as the Indians have extended their lead a little bit again, 46-32, to 32, as Cumberland has yet to score here as it's a 7-0-1 to start this final quarter. As Cumberland had it down in the second half at one point, had it down to four. But now it's back to double digits again. Yeah, they're kind of letting the game slip away from them here. Let's see if they can. Coach Radel had to take a timeout to nail the Pirates down a little bit. Megan is going to drive baseline, and it's going to be stolen away by Phillips. Phillips running the other way, up and under, can't get it to go, but he gets his own miss, though. Now over the corner to Hammer for three. Can't get it to fall. The rebound goes, and it's going to be a foul. And I think it's going to go on Altamont trying uh, for the rebound. Actually, no. They're going to give it on Cumberland, actually. Huh. And uh, it'll still be Altamont basketball. Uh, It'll be the sixth team foul on Cumberland, but haven't put up the player on the scoreboard yet. As Earhart takes the seat, Cornette checks back in. And Yarhouse also comes back in as well. They get it to Yarhouse. He's open for three. Yes. For three for Yarhouse. He's got 14, and it's 49-32. As it is McElravey. Over to Hendricks. Hendricks, mid-range jumper, back iron, too strong. Rebounded by Robinson. Robinson up to... Yarhouse, nice pass to Coleman, can't finish the layup, and rebounded by McGee. And Altamont pokes it away, but they're going to call a foul, trying to steal it away. As they finally put that last foul, it was on McGee. This is third, and now they're going to give that one to Coleman, his third as well. McGee's in the bonus, though, so he's at the line for one-on-one. Cornette takes his seat, and Elam comes back in. 3.41 to go in the game. McGee at the line to try to cut into this deficit, and it's in and out. And Robinson saves it from going out, and a battle for the loose ball. A big collision there by McGee and Elam, but it's into the hands of McElravey. McElravey on the left side. Both players are up as McGee soft toss to a bolt. Bolt goes to the ground, but still keeps possession of it. Ball still loose, and it's finally taken away by the Indians. And Elam gets over to Hammer. Hammer finds Coleman. Coleman over to Elam. Elam is the back over to Robinson. Coming up on three minutes to go. 
Robinson over to Yarhouse. Yarhouse spins around. It's blocked by McMeekin, or by McElravey, excuse me. McElravey the other way. Layup, can't get it to fall. Hendricks with the follow is good. Nice follow-up there by Hendricks. That's uh, Cumberland's first two points here in the fourth quarter. Staying with it, yeah, finally. The drought is over for the Pirates. And Hamer is going to be fouled. And so that should put the Indians in the one-and-one bonus. As you mentioned there, Dominic, that was the first basket for the Pirates. And we're with 2.45 gone. Or to go, really, into the game, I should say. So it was a long drought by the Pirates. And Hammer's at the line to try to extend that lead out for Altamont. As the free throw is off, back iron, but Robinson tracks down the rebound. Robinson throws it right in the hands of McMeekin. Like on the football field, just takes it off. And it'll be in turnover there for Altamont. McElravey with the ball over to Hendricks. Coming up on 2.30 to go. McGee for three, splashes it home. Good. Nice job by McGee there. Seven points for him. It's 49-37. Robinson over to Hamer. Hamer's all alone, but he uh, lets it settle down and wants some offense over to Yarhouse. Coleman. Coleman down low, drives baseline. He's underneath the basket. He's in a little bit of trouble. Puts up the baby hook. Can't get it to fall. McGee trying for that big outlet pass to McMeekin, and they can't connect, and it's going to be out of bounds to Altamont. McGee forcing the action there a little bit there. and They probably need to take, take better care of the ball at this point in the game on, on that there. Yeah, trying for that home run pass, but just couldn't connect. Right. And so it'll be Hammer. Getting over to Robinson, they break the Cumberland pressure. Now we're to Elam. Elam to Coleman. Coleman puts up the shot, can't get it to fall, but he's going to go to the free throw line for a couple here. Bolton will pick up his second. Team eight, so we're still... Coleman's a free throw. is actually a shooting foul. And so it, it will be... First free throw good for Coleman. He's got seven, and it's 50 to 37. And uh, so uh, Cornette is going to check in uh, for the uh, shooter at the scorer's table. And so uh, Coleman's second free throw will be back iron and no, and they're going to call a lane violation, anyways. And so we're going to call, we're going to basically redo it here. Lane violation on the Pirates. So it's going to be a Coleman back at the line with a lane violation. We'll do it over. Second free throw is good this time. So do whatever was worth it for the Indians. And Coleman's sake, he's got eight, and it's 51-37. He'll take a seat, and a Cornette comes back in. As it's McElravey. Yeah, across the timeline with a minute 40. McElravey. Lob pass to Hendricks. It was way too high for him. Hendricks jumps up and uh, takes the fall, but he gets right back up, and it'll be a turnover back to the Indians. Yeah, that was number 11 in the second half for uh, Cumberland. 21st overall for the game. Yeah, as that's been uh, an issue for the Pirates tonight for sure. Dumps it down low to Cornette. Can't get it to fall, 
And a bolt fighting for the rebound, and Robinson's going to tie it up. Alternate possession here, and we'll give it to the Pirates, though. And uh, so it'll be higher basketball, or they call a foul. They called a foul. So I guess they didn't tie it up. He was signaling one and one, and not a two, a thumbs up jump ball. So Bolt will go to the line for one and one. So with a minute 25 to go, uh, Cumberland uh, finds themselves down 51 and 37. Bolt at the line for one and one. First free throw is good. That's Bolt's first point since the second quarter there. You got four overall, and it's 51-38. Cornette will take a seat. Elam will check back in, or Phillips. I think it was Phillips who ran back in. Bolt, second free throw, also good. Two for two for a Bolt. He's got five now, and it's 51-39. With a minute 25 remaining. Stick around for the post-game show. We'll have post-game stats as well. We'll have interviews with both Coach Seabury and Coach Rado. We hope to join both of them in the post-game show. And so it'll be Yarhouse over on the left side. Yarhouse dribbles out a little bit of a trouble, and they're going to get Hendricks on the foul, reaching in. And so Gavin's going to pick up his fourth. And uh, Yarhouse is going to go to the free throw line for one and one. Yarhouse. First one is up, and it can't fall. Rebounded by Hendricks. And so it's going to be McElravey getting across half court. Gets a screen from Hendricks. Throws up the shot is good by McElravey. And a timeout. And the lead is to 10, 51 to 41, with 10 remaining. And it's going to be a 30-second timeout, so we'll take a quick 30 as well. You're listening to High School Boys Basketball on the Cromwell Sports Network. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Painter, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont High School. It is a 10-point game again, 51-41 with a minute left on the clock. It's not out of the realm of possibility for Kerbal to come back, come back here, but uh, they'll have to definitely. Oh, they needed to steal the inbound pass there, and unfortunately they're going to get Hendricks on the foul there. So they were trying for the steal on the inbound, and that's unfortunately going to be five for Hendricks. So he's going to foul out. He had a great third quarter. He had eight points in that quarter alone. He'll finish with 14. But Hendricks will have to take a seat fouling out there. Yeah, they definitely did need that steal on the inbound pass. It's also going to be Elam at the free throw line for a couple of shots and the double bonus. He missed the first shot. 
that he'll get another 58.8 seconds left in this one. And I see Hendricks still a little frustrated with that call. It's still standing here on the bench, and there's going to be another lane violation. And uh, we're going to redo it again as the Elam missed that free throw. So we'll redo it. Second lane violation here in uh, about a couple minutes span. Elam's second free throw. Can't get that one to fall either. So he's 0 for 3. McGee with the rebound. 55 seconds left. McGee has it at the free throw line. And now over to Bolt. Deep three. Can't get it to fall. And the rebound goes to Robinson. And Bolt will foul Robinson. And Robinson will walk the other way to shoot some free throws. It's going to be the third on Jackson. 44.7 left. So uh, Robinson will be at the line for two here. Quiet night for him. Only has four. Can't get it to fall. We might be shooting. Altamont might be shooting free throws in practice. With as many as they've missed tonight. And Robinson's the second free throw is good, though. One for two on that trip. He's got five. 52-41. 40 seconds left in the game. And I'll see what Bolt. Bolt with the ball fake. Backdoor cut to a McElravey. And guess what? Another turnover. And uh, that's how the night's gone for the Pirates, unfortunately. And uh, that'll be back to Altamont. And so it'll be Robinson. Looks to get it in. And they get it into Elam. We got 32 seconds left. Cumberland trying to foul him, but Phillips. Pass to Yarhouse underneath, can't finish, and rebounded by McGee. It was a good job by Cumberland to get back on defense, and McGee gets a couple guys in the air. Fadeaway jumper is good for Trevin McGee. His ninth, and it's 52-43, 12 seconds left. Try to steal it from Robinson, and Coach Rito yells no foul, so that'll do it. So Altamont will come away with the win on homecoming. 52-43 is your final. They'll end up winning this by nine points. But, again, another game where the Pirates never went away and the score is not indicative on how close this game was. And uh, so uh, Cumberland now will fall to one and three on the season and Altamont will fall to one and one, picking up the win on homecoming as well. So we'll be back to wrap this one up. We'll get the post-game stats, and we'll hopefully catch up with both Coach Niebergy and Coach Radel as well here as, uh, again, your final score, 52-43. And we'll be back to wrap this one up, and uh, we'll try to track down some other scores. We'll see how that Illini game went. haven't checked it, and I won't tell Coach Niebergy because he's probably got it recorded back at home so we won't spoil it for him so uh we'll be back to wrap this one up though as Altamont with the win 52 43 and uh, you're listening to high school boys basketball on the Cromwell Sports Network it's not just furniture it's about the stories that each space of your home tells 
Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep or reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Pena, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. Ah, there it is. That unmistakable sound of an ice-cold Pepsi to get you through another holiday season. Yes, the holidays can really crank those Pepsi cravings into overdrive. It's like you look away for half a second and then bang! You're dancing the holiday hustle just to keep up. Remember to pause. Refuel. With a refreshing and always delicious two-liter of Pepsi or diet Pepsi. Give thanks and pass the Pepsi. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Cook what you want when you want it with a new Maytag range. Make crispy favorites using air fry. Delicious baked goods with the help of convection and tasty broiled vegetables and meats all right in the oven. Cleanup is easy with the included dishwasher safe air fryer basket and self-cleaning oven. Visit Rogers Home Appliance to see Maytag gas and electric ranges with the air fry feature. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 in North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. This is the Altamont High School Basketball Post Game Show on Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont High School as Altamont comes away with the victory by the final of 52-43. to As Altamont was fairly consistent there in that game as they had quarters of 12, 14, 13, and 13 for their 52 points. And at Cumberland, they had quarters of 10, 7, 15, and 11 for their 43 there. As uh, we give uh, Dominic a, a second to uh, figure out the uh, rest of uh, the uh, stats, and we're waiting on our arrival on uh, Coach Neary and uh, Coach Radel as well. Here's uh, the uh, final uh, point totals for the winning Indians. They were led in scoring by Avery Yarhouse, 
as he had uh, three threes tonight and 14 points to lead the way for Altamont. Dylan Elam, he ended up with 12 points. A couple of players with five. Mason Robinson ended up with five. And Logan Cornett with a three finish with five points as well. Eric Coleman ended up with eight points there, six coming in the second half alone. And we also had three points from Wyatt Phillips, three points from Aiden McManaway, and we also had two points from Jared Hamer there in the fourth quarter as well. And for the Cumberland Pirates, they were led in scoring by Gavin Hendricks, eight points alone in the third quarter and Hendricks ended up finishing with 14 points. As we had two players with nine, Maddox McElravey with nine, Trevor McGee with nine, Blake McMeekin with six, and Jackson Bolt ended up with five points there to close out the game and close out the scoring for the Pirates. Again, Altamont victorious here this evening, picking up their first win and also picking up win number one on homecoming as well makes it a little more sweeter as well and homecoming king and queen again was uh, laney tedrick for the queen and the king was uh, nathan shepherd as well as uh, altamont used in that uh, second half uh, used uh, some of the uh, cumberland turnovers there to their advantage and ended up uh, coming away with the win and uh, it was a a grinding out uh, type of win as well as they see uh, coach nebergy making his way over here to the uh, booth, so we'll let him uh, get on the headset and make his way over here, and we'll give Dominic a few extra seconds to uh, calculate the numbers here as well as we'll talk to the victorious Coach Nieberge first, and we'll hopefully catch up with uh, Coach Radel as well as we're simulcast tonight, both on WCRA and on uh, Jack FM tonight as well, and uh, we'll uh, give over the uh, headset here, as I see, uh, Coach Neary is already here at the uh, broadcast position, and we'll get him on uh, the headsets here. And, uh, Coach, uh, congratulations on the win. You get win number one, home opener, and on homecoming as well. So uh, congratulations on the win. Thank you. It's a good crowd. Good to see everybody back in the gymnasium, you know. Uh, so but the you know, homecoming festivities was nice. It was They were rock and rolling tribal council. Uh, we probably played a little tighter than – normal than that so i mean it was an ugly win but we'll take any we'll take an ugly win over a pretty loss right yeah and it was uh, kind of a tight there in the first quarter it was a little bit of a slow start uh, again and it seemed like every 50 50 ball was kind of going their way in the first quarter and in the first half in a general but somehow some way you guys ended up finding a way to lead there after one quarter yeah we got we got stops we finally got some stops and got some runouts, um, you know, late in the second or late in that first half, mm-hmm. first quarter. Um, and when we get stops, we look pretty good offensively. But if we can't get stops for some reason, our, our flow just isn't there offensively yet, and it's early. Um, but uh, it, it, it kind of clicked when we got out and ran a little bit, got some defensive stops, got some deflections, got some steals, uh, took advantage of took advantage of the easy baskets, and that's what we got to get easy baskets somehow. Uh, we, we want to score more than 51 points, you know, somehow, some way. But um, you know, for us to be that 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 uh, that team we want to be, it's got it's got to be some slow to offense, and it wasn't there until about the second half. Right. Yeah, and you can you can tell that uh, it's uh, early on here in the season as well. So trying to work out all the kinks. There was uh, some turnovers uh, there throughout the game and uh, some missed uh, free throws 
as well as uh, some uh, freebies uh, there at the free throw line uh, too. But uh, but again, it's only the second game of the season. Yeah, so. we're and we're trying. I mean, we played ten, eleven deep, um, trying to get some bodies in there, work some different lineups, see mm-hmm. what works, see what doesn't work. Uh, you know, we got we want to figure out uh, who can play at the varsity level. Um, we don't want to do that at an expense of a varsity win, but. Uh, sure. Some of those juniors need some experience. I thought some of the uh, juniors that haven't been played last year gave us some good minutes. Eli and Aiden came off the bench and gave us a little spark. Um, you know, we just got to figure out our roles, uh, and that'll come. It'll come. It's just it's early. It's early. Right, yeah, and uh, we talked about at the beginning of uh, the season about uh, the team being so deep and uh, not really sure who would be the leading scorer uh, night in and a night out, and tonight ended up being Avery as he had knocked down uh, some uh, threes throughout the game, and he actually uh, led the way. I had him down for 14. And uh, Dylan Elam also had an outstanding night as well with 12. Yeah. So those guys were, were pacing the way offensively, at least in the points department. Yeah, Avery's, Avery's capable of scoring, you know, 14, 15 points a game. Um, you know, they're going to – the word's going to get out on him sooner than later. <laughs> um, he's a good shooter, good knockdown shooter. Uh, Dylan, Dylan's going to be – a he could be our mystery man this year. He could be the guy that really makes us put us over the top as a as an elite club. If we, you know, he finds that role as a six man comes in and plays and plays good defense and offense. Um, uh, you know, some of the turnovers. I know we had some turnovers in that, and, and uh, some maybe not so great shot selection, but mm-hmm. it, it, it'll come. And that's the second game. And some of those, some of those. Some of the boys are just getting their feet wet, and some of the seniors are, you know, just getting back into varsity basketball. You know, getting that, getting that repetition. Right. Yeah. We also saw we knew that Cumberland was going to be a physical, obviously a football school, and it seemed like it was Coleman getting a little frustrated there, battling with Hendricks and Bulk, battling all night, and then you know Coleman hung in there and he ended up with eight points, mm-hmm. uh, but. Uh, you know, it was a, a physical team uh, here tonight. Yeah, Cumberland. Cumberland does. Cumberland's big, man. They're you know six 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 four, mm-hmm. um, and then Coach Rado does a heck of a job. Um, they they run some good stuff against our pressure defense, so it kind of it kind of uh, gets us on the backside a little bit. But uh, Eric Eric's gonna hold his own, man. I I, I think the kid. If, if we could see him on a baseline drive, or if we could see him when we're driving middle, we could get him the basketball. He could have twenty points a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, not maybe not average that, but sure. We, we just got to share the basketball, see the floor, and that'll come with some, you know, some some games, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and practices is not really hitting hitting right now. But right, we'll take that. We'll take it if it's ugly right now. We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, and uh, you found a way to win here on homecoming, and uh, you took a week off and you resetted things and made some adjustments, and now you're uh, back into the flow of things and uh, back at it on uh, Friday and uh, back out on the road against uh, Vandalia in a little bit of a rivalry game yeah. Uh, there. Yeah, that's what we told the boys. Uh, you know, we like to go there. I know I've taken some really good teams in the Vandalia and not not, not, uh, not coming away with a victory. Yeah. So uh, they, uh, they, um, they're going to play well. They're going to play well. Uh, Coach Busher does some good stuff with some secondary breaks, so we're going to have to defend that. Um, we get some stops. We get some runouts. Hopefully we shoot a little better. We'll see. We'll take our chances. All right, Coach, well, I'll uh, let you go, and uh, thanks for joining us here on the postgame, and congrats again on the win, and we'll see you on Friday night. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. All right, and uh, we uh, appreciate him, and uh, now we'll uh, hand things over to uh, Coach Radel if he's uh, ready over there, uh, back there, talking to uh, the 
uh, other media, and we'll get uh, Coach Radel here on uh, the uh, headsets here and uh, talk to him about uh, the game, and uh, we'll get him here on uh, the headsets. And uh, welcome in here, Coach, and uh, unfortunately, uh, Cumberland uh, falls in uh, this one, but another one of those games where they, you guys never really went away. Yeah, you know, I, I'm proud of the kids. I'm proud of, you know, how they played. You know, I, I think if we play as hard as we did tonight, uh, we're, we're probably in here setting two and one, three and zero instead of instead of where we're at. But uh, you know, the kids played hard. Uh, I thought we got a good start, which is something you know it's hard to do coming in here and get a good yeah. start. Um, we, we're usually playing from behind mm-hmm. when we play Aldemont, and you know, I, I was happy with the with the start for us, and then how the kids responded. Yeah, and uh, then you had that a good start. It seemed like you were winning every fifty uh, fifty ball. And uh, whatnot, and I uh, thought that it was uh, Hendricks picking up a couple of early fouls there, but then uh, not picking up that third one there and basically playing the entire first half with, with two fouls. And I think McElroy also had a couple of early ones too. And both of those guys played with uh, two fouls early on and didn't pick up any more fouls. Yeah, um, you know, I thought that was, you know, key for them when, when you know, Gavin got that second foul. You know, I, I told him not to stop playing hard, but sure. still be as aggressive. You know, don't yeah. crash the boards as hard. You know, be smart defensively. And, and he did a good job of that. That way I could keep him in the game. But some of the things he does for us is his aggressiveness and crashing the boards. Yeah. Things that you saw in the second half that he wasn't doing in the first half. So I think mm-hmm. that kind of slowed us offensively. Um, you know, going into half, you know, my, my two big concerns were their offensive rebounds and, you know, the live ball turnovers. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of live ball turnovers, giving them transition. And then if they missed in transition, they were getting those offensive rebounds put back. Those are the only two things that I thought, you know, were just right. – they stood out as the things we needed to fix. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I really thought we did a better job defensive rebounding in the second half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then also in that second half as well, you cut the deficit down to 2-4. You couldn't get it any closer than that. And it seemed like every time that you guys came back, Altamont would answer with a run of their own as well. And so you got close uh, to four, but you can't get any closer than that. Yeah, we, we still didn't take care of those live ball turnovers, and that's something we've had, you know, trouble with all years. It's turning the ball over way too much and, mm-hmm. you know, taking away opportunities for us to get points and, and giving the other team opportunities to score more points. So, you know, we got to take care of those things. But like you said, we battled, we worked. You know, I, th- I think a big difference, too, it's early in the year. You know, they go ten deep, we go seven deep. Yeah. And, um, you know, they took that run in the third quarter. And, and you could see fatigue on our side sure. and, you know, mistakes that you don't normally make mm-hmm. you know when you're not tired and, and those right. are things I think we'll clean up as the year goes on and, and we get in better shape but but um again I, I think we moved in the right direction obviously not what we want we, we're not happy with losses sure. but I'm happy that we've we played better basketball right yeah and uh, now you'll take a week off and uh, you'll uh, take on a tough opponent again next time uh, you guys uh, get on the floor and that's against the KZ Warriors who ended up winning the Euro Turkey tournament there this past weekend Yes, um, you know, I talked to the boys about that, too, after the game. You know, I don't, I'm not looking for moral victories. You know, I don't want to feel good about losses. But, mm-hmm. you know, we don't we don't set our schedule up to play, you know, weaker opponents early. There's no reason to do mm-hmm. that and come out, you know, 3-1, and 4-0, and 5-0, oh, oh, whatever, and then you feel good about yourself, and then you don't, you don't really know what you have. Yeah. I think the way our schedule is set up is we play a, a tough schedule early. Our tournament's got a lot of quality teams. You know, you go mm-hmm. Altamont. Then you go into Casey. Um, we're seeing some of the, the top teams in the area yeah. early, and we either got to figure out, you know, what we need to do to get better, or, you know, you step back and you get beat by everybody. And, and I think these kids are responding and learning, 
and at the end of the year, you're going to see a difference because of what we started out with. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think it's a very uh, fair point. Well, Coach, I'm going to let you go, Wayne. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us here on the postgame show, another valiant effort by the Pirates, but unfortunately uh, falling deep, and uh, we'll talk to you again on uh, Tuesday night. So uh, thanks for joining us here, Coach. No problem. Thanks. All righty, and we'll let him hand off the headsets over to uh, Dom, and we appreciate uh, both coaches for hopping on with us here on the uh, postgame show. And we'll get uh, Dominic back here on the uh, headsets, and we'll run through with some uh, more numbers, and uh, then we'll get out of here. All right, just do some quick stacks. First for uh, Cumberland, Blake McMeekin, he was uh, one for two from the field and one for two from the uh, three-point line and one for one from free throw. From the free throw line, he had six points. Uh, Bryant Weber played but did not score. Max McBravey was three for nine from the field, one for three from the three-point line, 0 for one from the free throw line with nine points. Uh, Kelby Veerman played, but uh, he, he was 0 for one from the field. And Kevin uh, McGee was five for seven from the field, one for two from the three-point line. He had nine, nine points. Gavin Hendricks was six for nine from the field. And he was two for three from the free throw line. He had 14 points. Jackson Bolt was one for three from the field, uh, zero for two from the three-point line. And he was uh, two for three. I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry. Three for four uh, from the free throw line for five points. Porter Victorious, Altamont Indians, Jared Hammer was uh, one for one from the field, 0 for two from the three-point line, and 0 for one. From the free throw, free throw line, he had two points. Wyatt Phillips was one for four from the field and 0 for three from the three-point line. One for one from, excuse me, 0 for three from the three-point line, one for one from the free throw line with three points. Dylan Elam had uh, 12 points. He was three for seven from the field, 0 for th- or one for one from the three-point line. And he was uh, three for five from the free throw line. Avery Yarhouse had uh, 14 points. He was 1 for 7 from the field, 4 for 5 from 3-point range, 0 for 1 from free free throw line. Mason Robinson, he had uh, 5 points. He was uh, 2 for 6 from the field and 1 for 2 from the free throw line. Uh, Aiden McManaway, he had 3 points. He was 1 for 1 from the 3-point line. Logan Cornett had 5 points. He was 1 for 2 from the field, 0 for 1 from the 3-point uh, Three-point range, Keenan Earhart, he was uh, 0 for 2 from the field. Eric Coleman had 8 points, 3 for 7 from the field, and 2 for 2 from the free throw line. And as Altamont wins it here tonight, 52-43 over the Cumberland Pirates. And uh, I think that about wrap it up for us. I just think uh, hopefully Cumberland does a better job uh, the rest of the way. Hopefully it can uh, – keep some of those turnovers down mm-hmm. and uh, I, I do feel they play a good game tonight but they yeah. definitely cut down on the turnovers and uh, some of those shots I thought they were trying to be a little bit too flashy on but uh, other than that you know I do feel you know only losing by nine to South Carolina, you know everybody's got stuff to work on early in the season but uh, hopefully uh, you know we'll be covering Altamont the rest of the way but Eric will be covering Cumberland the rest of the way as well so good luck to uh to both teams the rest of the season. Absolutely, and Altamont was also victorious in the JV contest as well, 59 at 2 of 30, so that pretty much wraps it up here from us from Altamont High School. Again, 
Altamana with the win, 52 of 43 over the uh, Cumberland Pirates. And I don't want to get off the air without uh, saying a big thank you back at the studio to uh, Derek and uh, Sam for turning the dials on uh, both stations this evening uh, for giving you this uh, simulcast here on uh, both uh, Jack FM and uh, WSDRA. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed it. And a big, huge thank you to uh, both of those uh, Derek and uh, Sam back at the studios for uh, helping us uh, out with this the simulcast uh, for sure. And I don't see Coach Niebuhr here in uh, the uh, gym, and hopefully he's not listening anymore because uh, Illinois did end up winning over uh, Syracuse. Uh, there they end up pulling away by a blowout uh, there. So uh, I'll have more to say about that on the starting lineup uh, tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. But we are going to get out of here again, Altamont, with the win over Cumberland, 52-43. of and uh, thank you for uh, joining us, and uh, we will be back to regularly scheduled programming. Uh, thanks uh, for joining us, and have a great rest of your evening, everybody. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at pekininsurance.com. And in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you.